retro foods are on the rise. Yes, according to research from Wrigley's, former staples like fish fingers and baked beans are back in favour. So what are Irish people reaching for and what's behind this wave of nostalgic noshing? I think something very simple as um, toast with marmalade, sitting in front of the farm, watching the rain outside. Looking forward to getting out to play again and getting down to the beach. Goujons and chips, because our family <laughs> have a pub, so we used to always have that when we were kids. That's what I'd say, so yeah. Amazing, yeah. and what sort of memories does that bring up? Just like being young in Galway and like growing up there, that's what I'd say. Froobs. I totally um, forgot about froobs. Wait, what yeah. are they again? The yogurt in the long kind of tube. Sometimes you'd freeze them as well and then you'd eat like an ice cream. Brown bread, but I still, I still make it. It's not memories it brings back, I'm still doing it. Uh, rice pudding that my mum used to make. That always makes me think of being at home with my parents, yeah. And is it, is it easy to make and how do you go about oh, it? I've never tried to replicate it. She made it. I ate it. That was it. <laughs> we used to get in our lunchbox those squares. They're like Rice Krispie bars with marshmallow on them. I know my dad always wants to try and find Angel Delight in the supermarket. Do you know Angel Delight? It's like a powder that you mix with milk and then it, you put it in the fridge and it kind of sets. It's oh like it's gosh. a real old person kind of thing. My mother used to make, uh, what do you call that thing with the raisins in it? Bread and butter pudding. Bread and butter pudding. Bread and butter pudding with raisins in it. Do you remember making it with her? No, I didn't make it. No, that was, that was, that was woman's work in those days, you know. <laughs> I hope you're recording all of this now. Jelly and ice cream, yeah. You're really dredging the memory cells here. Lemon, I think probably lemon jelly was my favourite jelly. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. I don't know if you, you ever saw those. The, the shopkeeper would have a little steel block with ridges on it and he just put it down on the block of ice cream and it marked two penny, four penny, six penny. So, ah. yeah, so that was, a, that's a, yeah, that's a strong memory. It's a real, it was a real treat. Oh, I'd love popcorn anytime. Well, it's like a safe place, I guess. Like, just the memories, they just come back, I guess. Oh, playing in the yard in school with all my friends. A custard trifle, well, you have to make the custard and fresh fruit and jelly and cream and, yeah, delicious, lovely comfort food. <laughs> custard. My granny used to make custard on her aga all the time. Oh. Um, I just like it. It's comfort food now at college and stuff. It's really easy. Just milk and the custard powder. In the UK, almost a quarter of people are eating childhood classics once a week. But why do we have the memory munchies? And what is nostalgia anyway? It lives actually in a complicated network of brain areas, but the one that's most important is known as medial prefrontal cortex. Easy place to find medial prefrontal cortex is to put an index finger to the right-hand side of your right eye, sorry, the inside of your right eye, and it's just there at the tip of your finger. Shane O'Mara is an author and neuroscientist at Trinity College Dublin. Humans have a capacity for something remarkable, uh, which we don't believe any other species has, which is mental time travel. Uh, we can move backwards on a timeline to when we were young, we can recenter ourselves in the present moment, and we can also imagine new things in the future. So a different way of thinking about nostalgia is not that it's about the past, but it's about using memories of the past, negative and positive, to help you determine what you're going to do in the future. So a good example would be, uh, imagine, 
you're thinking about going on your summer holiday next year and you've got two choices. You're thinking hmm, caravan holiday in somewhere uh, along the west coast of Ireland, maybe, or uh, a Tuscan hillside. And uh, on the on first blush, you think, oh, hmm, may not want to do that caravan holiday because it's going to be windswept and rainy as we're suffering at the moment. And you're remembering that experience from your youth and you're thinking, oh, Tuscan hillside could be lovely. And you're remembering that lovely Tuscan hillside. And then you bring in to play present knowledge, which is that the Tuscan hillside is kind of hot at the moment. And maybe actually the the uh, rain swept holiday of the past for which you've previously had negative associations now becomes a positive thing where uh, your choices in the future are concerned. Vinyl sales surpassed CDs for the first time in decades last year. Y2K fashions are almost as big now as in, well, Y2K. So why is looking back coming to the fore? The kind of idea that I have is not a happy one, uh, which is that uh, all our societies are ageing and everywhere you look, uh, the average age of every country is rising. Uh, So that gives people more years to look back on. And those people happen to be in positions of power and authority at the moment. Who's making decisions about uh, fashion at the moment? Who are the fashion designers? Who are the music producers? All of those kinds of people. They tend to be 30s, 40s, 50s. Um, And of course, what happens very, very commonly in music and fashion is people cannibalise the past. Music is something that you can go back to repeatedly. You can sample, you can uh, re-imagine it, you can re-hear it through new ears. And the fashions of the time, you know, you can see lots of 80s things are back now with the big shoulders and all of that kind of thing. And you can cannibalise that really, really easily. Online searches for retro recipes have surged in the last three years. Wayne scales weren't round even then. I remember my granny and my mummy, indeed, God rest their souls, they used fistfuls, fistful of flour, two fistfuls of sugar, fistful of whatever. That's the way they went. <laughs> and everything worked out perfectly. Most beautiful bread you ever got. Fistfuls of this, fistfuls of that. Yeah. <laughs> Queen of baking Catherine Layden is a food expert with Odlums. Queen of Puddings was a dessert I loved. And that was a way, because things were tough enough when I was growing up, and you saved everything. So if bread went stale, you used the stale bread to make the base for the Queen of Puddings. And you put milk and egg onto that and you let it soak. Then you put it into the oven, and then you put, when it was set, you put jam on it and then meringue on top. Queen of Puddings was called, very popular. Do you think that because we're going through this cost of living crisis, um, people are pinching pennies where they can, that that's part of why they're reaching for these foods? They're simple, they're back to basics and they're not costly. Absolutely. I think you've hit the nail on the head there because a lot of the popular recipes nowadays, you need a million ingredients for them, right? But um, the back to the basic ones, there weren't that many ingredients necessary and you always had these as basic store cupboard ingredients and you could make a very tasty and healthy as well, even though there's a bit of sugar in some of them, but you could make very healthy desserts with very few ingredients. Apple tarts, Eve's puddings, the queen of pudding I just mentioned there. And particularly men, I find, Sarah, now are big into cooking. Like when I was growing up, men weren't doing any of that cooking or baking or whatever else, but now men are interested. And it's a lot of men I talk to that are more into baking or cooking than their wives are or their partners are nowadays. So there is a big swing, but I think the economy has a lot to do with it as well. As you say, it's back to doing things that we can afford Mm. and that are tasty. Also, I find, Sarah, nowadays that parents 
or um, there was a stage there when we were going through Celtic Tiger and whatever ever else, parents weren't as conscious of what their children were eating. At least by making it themselves now, you know, preparing it themselves, they know exactly what their children are getting, not buying the quick foods or whatever else. They know what ingredients they're putting in and they are pick, picking simple recipes to do that. They're trying to come up with something that they don't have to spend a lot of money on, but just would be equally tasty and equally nourishing. I find. Mm. Okay, so to try and economise in the present, they're looking to the past. Absolutely, yes, yeah. Mm. And it's bringing back, along with the economy, it's bringing back great memories for them. 